Hello and welcome to the SD Realness podcast brought to you by Sales Development Revolution, where we talk with practitioners about their take on important topics in the space. I'm Alex Ellison, and here with me as always is my co-host, Grayson Fulbright. Hello, everyone. So we're going to change it up a little bit in this episode as far as the format goes. Um, instead of diving deep into one particular topic or, or something like that, um, our guest today, uh, who I'll introduce in a second, was able to, to reach out to a bunch of SDRs and sales development professionals um, and really get their idea of what they wish they had known when they first started as an SDR. Um, so before we dive into that, like I said, our guest today, uh, I'd like to introduce him, is Calvin Patterson. He's an account executive at Concert, where they're trying to rid the world of bad comp plans. Calvin, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Thanks so much for having me today, guys. Awesome, Calvin. And I, I really like this, uh, this question that you posed uh, to everyone. You know, what, what did you wish that you could have known that would have improved either, you know, your progress or your career? Um, and so I, I chose one and I'll kick things off here. Um, this one is from Sean Calapucci. Uh, he's a PDR at Workato, And he made a great quote about awareness. And I'll read it here. Self-awareness, this takes time to develop, both personally and professionally. But the sooner you begin working on it, the better. Uh, and the reason why I chose this one is, you know, me being an entrepreneur and not having that kind of like traditional path through uh, the SDR and AE role, I've had to pay particular attention to myself, my learning, my skills, my progress, because otherwise there's not as many people, not as many uh, accountability systems to prevent me from failing. And I think especially for SDRs, if you want to be crushing quota and kind of on the lineup for a promotion or whatever it is you're wanting to do, you need to have that self-awareness because it's foundational to everything else and it all falls into place. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, so uh, I would completely agree too. It, it's just, it, it's such a great quote. And I think overall, like e EQ and just self-awareness is just key in whatever you're doing. But when you specifically relate it back to, uh, you know, why I chose startups over even massive companies, like I knew about myself that I wanted to be in an environment where I had ability to learn about different parts of the company, as well as, you know, just make a bigger impact instead of feeling like I was a number and doing the same thing over and over again. And I learned this through, like I had so many interviews with massive, great companies that have an amazing reputation, but I just learned this through the interview process, as well as doing a lot of self-reflection. You know, I'm really big on meditating and I still am not on a daily practice, but I'm working, getting to getting towards that routine. Uh, but I think as much as you can learn about yourself, whether that be through conversations with other people, meditating, journaling, you know, figure out what works best for you. Like if you're an introvert, self-reflect, but if you're an extrovert, I, which I am, I've just realized that the more conversations I have with other people about myself and trying to figure that out, it works for me in conversation. I think of ideas and what makes the most sense for myself instead of just only doing self-reflection, which I think a lot of people think is the only path to like learning about yourself. Yeah, I think that's a, a huge point you just made is that it's not everyone is made to be able to just, you know, sit down quietly and maybe meditate or close their eyes and really try and figure out, you know, what makes them tick. For a lot of people, they need to have that conversation, someone to, to bounce ideas off. And so, you know, I think that's a really important aspect of, of 
developing that self-awareness is being able to understand not only what you think of yourself, but how you might be perceived by other people and whether or not you want that to be the, the perception that you give. And that just ties right into to the SDR role where, you know, if you know who you are, you know how to represent yourself reaching out to prospects on, on a daily basis, which is, which is hugely important for the role. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, Calvin, you made a, a good point earlier too about awareness in just the career in general. I actually didn't think of that part, but you're totally right. I see so many sellers out there and a lot of managers and leaders that talk about, you know, like if you want something to happen or if you want change to happen and you're not getting it in the door, you just shouldn't be there Like, be aware about why you're going into an org. I think that's a really good takeaway, especially for newer SDRs who might be a little unfamiliar with how to actually navigate the business world to find the best employers and what that would look like. So good, good shout out there. Um, Calvin, I wanted to, kick it on over to you. Do you want to read the one that, that you ended up choosing? Yeah, I think just like, I just want to add an additional point to what you just said too, as well as where I've been coaching a few people in, in going through the interview process and something I think I've, I've consistently brought up is you need to know like what is the most important for you in your career. Is it you want the opportunity to learn from a great leader or do you want the opportunity to build something or do you want the ability to have everything just be very, very structured and figuring out what's the most important thing for you? Is it a product you really want to be able to sell and you believe in, or, you know, there's always a lot of things you got to take into account. But uh, my quote that I picked that I really liked was uh, from Daniel Klein over at Namugu. He's the head of business development over there. And his quote was, for me, what I wish I knew going going in was just how important it is to be an active participant in your own education. When I look at potential BDRs for my team, that seeker mentality is a key thing I look for. So I think one, just the ending part where he's looking for the seeker mentality and the natural curiosity. When you're interviewing, you have to be able to have questions and you have to have thoughtful questions, not just, oh, what's the pay? What are the benefits? What's my PTO? Everybody has those questions, especially when you're interviewing with the head of business development or that person that will be your direct manager. Ask about competitive things. Ask about their market. Mention specific competitors. Show that you did your research. And that's where it's showing you're naturally curious and you're actually very interested in what the company does and who their competitors are. How do they fit into the market? And you're, uh, you know, Jake Dunlap did this really well where he came in and said that he basically came in with a pitch and, Oh, here's the typical objections I'm going to get. And here's how I think I'm going to be able to handle that. And it's just like blew my mind is nobody does that. And, you know, taking like the small amount of time, like I did, I do to just customize the zoom background. And for me, I was put in a situation where I didn't have structured learning. So I really needed the natural curiosity to consistently be looking to learn from more people. And that's where I built my SDR 101 doc that's like on my LinkedIn right now that I just started throwing resources to, okay, here's all the LinkedIn leaders I'm following and I'm consuming their content. Here's free courses you can take online and you know, there's so much you can learn that doesn't have to be from your internal company, but go speak to your leaders, go speak to your top performers at your company and ask them what they're doing to be successful. That's the key. I think 
and always being open to learning, not that there's always something you can learn more and always improve. Yeah. yeah. And, and on a, on a more sort of tangible level, level or, or practical level for an SDR, that's also true about the products you sell. I know there's far too many organizations out there who say, all right, you're an SDR, you need to know this much about the product. This is what we'll include in the training. But beyond that, like the field engineer, the AEs, they'll, they'll be able to take it from there. You're never going to need be able to need to be able to run a demo. So why would we take the time to train you on that? So a lot of times you have to put that on yourself as the SCR to say, well, okay, sure. Like you're not going to teach me this, but can I, can I sit in on the demo? Can I, can I sit down and have some one-on-ones with the AEs and learn more about the product? Can I sit down with a developer and really dive into the details if I feel like that will help me on my prospecting calls, on my outbound outreach? So being able to, to see what is given to you and then take that step beyond that is I think what really separates, you know, a good SDR who learns, you know, the bare minimum from a great SDR who really is curious and wants to improve in the role. Yeah. And I think you really kind of boiled it down well, Alex, to where in my mind, like uh, learning and curiosity are at the core of the role because you can learn the processes, you learn how to use the tools, but sales is very open-ended. Situations are different. People are different. Companies are different. And so if you don't have that curiosity, it's so easy to miss things. If, you're not, if you don't have that secure mindset, it's super easy to gloss over things or just become an order taker. And I think the willingness to learn and that act of curiosity really does make the difference between someone who just gets trained and plopped into a seat versus someone who's crushing quota and about to become you know, a manager or an AE. Um, so I, I really do like that advice. For sure. Um, and then to, to dive into mine this time, um, this is a quote from, from Sarah Drake in SDR at Slack. Um, and so I'll just read it in full. I wish I knew that not everything is about me and it's not about you either. What I mean by that is for every hang up, for every unsubscribe, and for every meeting no-show, there's a reason that has to do with your prospect, not necessarily about you. The earlier you can learn to not take things personally as an SDR, the happier and more successful you'll be. Um, and that one really resonated with me because uh, I really looked back on my time as an SDR and this is one of the first things that I didn't know, I guess you could say. It's something that I took the longest to learn. Um, you know, I feel like I had a lot of that natural curiosity. I, I like to consider that I'm relatively self-aware, but um, when I would send out emails, when I would make phone calls, I, I would, you know, I'd put the personalization in. And when I did that, I would also put, my, put myself in there personally. And that's something, that's a fine line that, that really takes a long time or took a long time, at least for me to develop between being able to you know, do the research, put in the time and really care about this prospect I'm reaching out to in terms of trying to you know, open a conversation with them and still being able to understand at the end of the day that if they don't wanna to talk to me, even if they're rude to me, it's probably not because of who I am, it's just because of what I'm selling or because of a circumstance that, that's outside of my control. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's probably the hardest thing to learn um, you know, and it doesn't happen magically overnight. Uh, you know, you're every time you're picking up the phone, it's, you want success, you know, only a hundred percent success is considered success to us. Uh, I think that that is just so key where it's about actually 
learning to enjoy the process and the journey of where you're going instead of strictly just being focused on getting the yes. And like, as you said too, is, you know, a lot of these rejections are not because of you. They're the company or the person's having a bad day. And, you know, sometimes you just need reminders of that. Uh, And I think once you get to really that point, it just becomes so much easier to sell because you're not taking rejection personally, but it's not easy to get to that point. And I think everybody at the back, at the end of the day, the best sellers really do care about their prospects. And a lot of the top performers are in it because they really feel like I have the ability to impact somebody else's life. Um, you know, a lot of people, again, it still comes from, Hey, I have still have the opportunity to make a lot of money, but again, it's, they enjoy the learning about these other companies and here's where we're going to be able to fit in. And that's, again, it loops into the natural curiosity about learning about these other companies, learning about your business and where do they mesh instead of just, I'm in this role where I'm going to automate everything too, where it's easy to separate yourself then. But then it also, you're just a robot kind of, and you know, you're not going to stand out in the noise that exists right now. It's, you know, you look at a leader's calendar right now or their email inbox. It's absurd. You know, you have to do something that stands out and that's where it's when you invest that time of like a video or a personal message again is you took the time because you really feel like you can impact this person, but you can't be like, oh, okay, it's all on me and my fault if this person doesn't answer or they're like not interested. Okay. They're not, not interested in you and who you are as a person. They just don't want your product. They're using a competitor. It's a bad day. It, mm-hmm. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do, but I think it's one of the most key things in sales um, to master. And I, I think it's a mindset issue too. Uh, in my mm-hmm. mind, you know, resilience takes repetition, of course, because you have to be consciously thinking about that future vision that you want to feel. But if you are scared or if you have this mindset that, that you are the linchpin between your company's success and the, the prospect rejecting you, that you, you, you're just going to fall apart from the start. You can't be resilient about something if everything is pointed at you, even the things that you can't control. Um, one other thing that you pointed out, Calvin, that I loved is about trusting the process. Because, I mean, listen, if, if you have a company that gives you, uh, as an SDR, the control to modify messaging and play with cadences, like, so be it. And maybe there is a little bit of fault there, but most of the time, like you've got the support of marketing teams, of more experienced reps on your teams, of managers and leadership that help not only build this messaging and this journey for your buyers, but should also be helping you coach through how to go just repeat it effectively and efficiently. And that, that I think is the, the best part of this quote is that if you trust the process, resilience comes because you're not really focused on the outcome of each one you're just focused on how each one like goes through the process. If you just focus on those steps, it's a lot easier to take a step back and say, okay, that went wrong. I didn't do wrong. You know, it's not all me. It was a mistake here and I can fix it rather than I'm not cut out for sales. I love that quote, right? I'm not cut out for sales. This is it for me. I'm like, no, 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 no. 
either you didn't trust the process or you didn't follow the process is what I say. <laughs> I'd love to uh, give a quote from uh, Man's Search for Meaning. I don't know. Have you guys read that book? Mm -hmm. uh, so I highly recommend it. It's a kind of a long quote, but I think it's very impactful. Uh, I personally just had this book recommended to me and I think it covers on everything we just uh, touched on and it's don't aim at success. The more you aim at it and make it a target, the more you are going to miss it for success. Like happiness cannot be pursued. It must ensue. And it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause greater than oneself, or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. Happiness must happen. And the same holds for success. You have to let it happen by not caring about it. I want you to listen to what your conscious commands you to do and go on and on to carry it out in the best of your knowledge then you will live to see that in the long run, in the long run, I say success will follow you precisely because you have forgotten to think about it. Wow. That's awesome. That. I, <laughs> um, that really does, does a good job of really laying out the, the idea, Grayson and Calvin, you both talked about where it really like, you have to trust the process. You have to embrace the journey and, and that's really the focus of the mindset. It, it, I've never really thought about ignoring success. So that's a, a really interesting way to put it. And then I'm, I'm going to take some time after that just to think about it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, really just making sure that your focus is on what you're doing now, as far as the process, you know, making sure it's something that's repeatable, making sure you're learning from your experience, whether you fail or succeed isn't as important as learning from it. And so I think that's something that 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 quote really hits on the head there and to be able to, to embrace that um, is difficult, but is, is ultimately very important to do if you're going to be successful. Yeah. I think that that's, that's pretty much what the quote is, is, you know, the long-term goal is it's so easy to only focus on that, but you just need to focus on the little wins and right now and, you know, put yourself in the right situations. I think that that's where you still need to focus on what is your goal to you know, put yourself in the right situations. You don't have a goal. It's hard to put yourself in that right situation. But it, again, it, it is really just focusing on the here and now and being in the moment. Yeah, a hundred percent. Calvin, thank you so much for for joining us today to to talk about these and, and share some wisdom with for all any fresh faced SDRs out there who you know maybe are looking for some answers when they're getting thrown, thrown to the wolves there as SDRs. Um, for anyone out there that wants to learn more about you or, or the work you do at Concert, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, so the best way to find me is on LinkedIn, Calvin Patterson IV. Got to throw in that four at the end. Uh, and then uh, soon enough, you'll be seeing uh, me with my own podcast as well. There nice. we go. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, this has been Alex and Grayson for the SD Realness Podcast. Until next time, SDRs, keep it real.